Welcome to the first episode of lifestyle and and stuff. So yeah, this is my first take at this podcasting thing. I know it's a bit cliche. Everyone's been doing podcasts as soon as soon as everyone like was on lockdown. Everyone jumped off, jumped on to this uh podcasting bandwagon now i don't really have a plan for how this podcast is going to go so i'm just going to wing it you know i i plan on like a lot of things on this podcast like i'm just going to talk about lifestyle in general and basically my unpopular opinions on things uh so i'm just going to discuss probably what's what's on my mind at the moment and quick disclaimer i do not i'm not giving out professional advice on the things i'm about to discuss or yeah this is just a guy who's been who's been going who's been going through a lot of stuff and you know I feel like I can use this podcast as a medium, as my own personal uh, journal, you know? Uh, yeah, so where do we start? Uh, mental health. I'm not really going to get into the situation I'm dealing with, but I've been using uh, uh, meditation apps mm, since since Monday. Because my life basically probably threw, like, it fell apart even before this week. I feel like I've been in a toxic cycle for the past two years. And basically what I learned in this app is basically something that I probably always knew. And, well, it just makes the whole situation make sense, you know? Basically, what I got from the first, like, uh, so this app has audiobooks on, like, various parts of, or basically the human condition. Letting go, wash the pain away, self-confidence, and all that type of, type of nonsense, and not nonsense, type of, like, type of vibe. So, from the, from the first one, it was, it was titled Letting Go. So, basically, what I learned from, uh letting go was uh was basically you you as a human being determine how you're going to react to you determine what you want to get from a situation when you react to it okay so it's like give an example well it's it's a stupid example but let's say you get into a fight with someone, a physical altercation. I mean, a total full-blown out, full-blown full fight, rather. Like someone slaps you. And you you determine how you react and what you want to get from that reaction. So if I slap someone back, I'm getting, I'm getting basically the, that reaction in turn is revenge but what does that revenge do for me 
does it make the slab hurt any less? You can just think about that. Or does slapping him give my feelings a face? Do I, am I projecting onto him? It's like you're basically trying to trying to give a crash. It's it's basically like a crash course on your own life. It's like you being your own personal shrink. That's what I've gotten from the app so far. And yeah, obviously there's like breathing breathing exercises and whatnot, closing your uh, closing your eyes, visualizing a calmer place, the whole nine. So yeah. And the second, uh, sorry about the noise in the background. Uh, the second, the second basically audio book was about washing the vein away. And they basically made, uh, basically you had to like envision your life as a fountain. Yeah, like a water fountain basically. And those a couple of things, metaphors being used, how various parts of your intricate parts of your life form like uh like uh what like a stream like you know like it, it stems from the bigger part and yeah so basically this this audiobook talk about talked about how pain is similar to like an alarm clock it's an alert it's alerting you of something that you ought to be addressing like when similarly to when your alarm goes off you do two things you choose to ignore it and play then press the snooze button or dismiss it completely it's the same thing with pain it's either you choose pain is just a way of reminding you that you need to deal with the basically you need to deal with the situation or it's just a reminder you know, a reminder of what something that might have happened to you feels like. And it is up to you to determine how you're going to address your pain. So pain is just a bo your body's alarm system telling you, oh, shit is going, shit is hitting the fan. Bro, choose to deal with it. And, and yeah, pretty much, uh, um, I'm basically using uh, the podcast about it's just a way for me to like let go of pain that's been culminating for the better part of wait the better part of four years and I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty nitty of <laughs> sorry the nitty-gritty of uh basically how how it all started basically i'm not going to throw and i'm not just going i'm not going to put it out there into existence i feel like for me to truly move on i should find ways to be myself again i should find hobbies i should find uh i should find basically what it is what it is what it means to be Melvin again that's pretty much what I'm trying to accomplish with meditation and just mental health in in general you know all I'm saying is 
it shouldn't get it shouldn't get so bad in your life that you need all I'm saying is this cater to your mental health before it shit hits the fan. Don't wait for shit to hit the fan for you to address your mental health. You know? I was I was talking to my best friend uh Maddie. Uh yeah, so who I could I could possibly have on the show if everything goes well and you know schedules and everything but yeah i was talking to her about all this and she basically like you know she made me realize that i can't i can't you know you can never know someone's true intentions for you in anything or you cannot what i got from our conversation you cannot have someone be responsible for your happiness they could be part of it like part of the reason they could be part of the reason why you are stable in life but not necessarily like your happiness you know so yeah that's that's pretty much the the first part of this of this first episode just mental health in general i mean you don't have to like talk to a complete stranger like a shrink I mean, I don't believe in, I believe in addressing mental health, but I don't feel like everyone needs to take the same approach to addressing it. I feel my, my way of addressing it is pouring my energy into something that I love doing that's positive, you know? It's not a healthy way because I'm still bottling it up, but I feel like I come out from it a lot better. Uh, for me, it's working out. If I get a good workout in, a good sweat in, and I'm stressed over something, I feel like in that time, in that moment, it is just me trying to conquer the weights. They're an inanimate object. They're not going to fight back. They're not. I can throw them around. I can do that. So in that time in that mind frame i can actually find ways to deal with the with the task at hand it basically helps me like open up my mind more gives me basically uh a way to like to to solve the situation better you know so what i plan for this podcast uh like I said, I think I said it at the beginning. I'm losing track already. Uh, forgive me. Uh, I want to have a few guests on ever so often. I feel like I get tired of hearing my own voice. And it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of lonely doing this on your own. But in time, I will get better at it. I promise. But yeah. I'll have uh, a poll, uh, question, a question tag on Instagram, on on my Instagram story rather, of uh, questions you could DM. Basically, I'll have a question tag for you guys to DM me questions to to use on on my on my podcast. 
So what's next? Uh, let's see. Mm, let's see. Uh, for me, let's see. The next thing we could talk about is on each podcast I'll be doing like a top ten of my favorite songs from various artists and how they have you know they have shaped me as a human being so let's see, let's see. uh then my top 10 Kanye West songs mm, that's a tricky one I mean, this guy has been super, like, I, I respect him, even though I don't know him personally, I respect his unapologetic attitude towards, like, what he feels about something. He doesn't censor himself, because even if you'd expect someone in a position of power, like, especially as a black man, to be censored, because you, they use, society has made it that you have to kiss ass to white people. So, so that, you know, they see you. I do not physically see you, but see you as in, on an intellectual level, an emotional level, a spiritual level. So I feel like he don't, he don't give a shit about all that. He's just like, he, he does his own thing. He knows the repercussions of his actions, but he doesn't really care. I don't think, I don't think he's, he's so like influential, like in our generation. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think he can be cancelled, per se. Uh, let's see. Top 10. Top 10 songs by Kanye West. See. Uh, number one, Good Life. That was a, that was, that's, that's an instant classic. I feel like that song is a true reflection of someone talking about it's basically talking about i feel like it was like deeper than just him speaking about the stuff he's been able to do since making money like enjoying his money and what i feel like it was a bit of both he was talking about I feel like he was talking about making money, but still being humble, you know? And I feel like he was just, he was giving us a crash course on what it's really like as a celebrity based, based versus what people think it's like to be a celebrity. So I feel like Good Life was, was a culmination of, of his experience and the short time he's been like a celebrity so that's number one good life if you've never heard it check it out if i'm correct it should be in the graduation album i'm not sure that is a long time ago actually shout out to my older brother francis for putting me up for putting me on easy i would never have known easy like one summer he came I always tell this story to people. One summer he came back. He came back home from like was it was it uh school holiday? 
like a holiday not not really vacations i don't think black people in africa have vacations like we call them i think we call them holidays for the most part so yeah he came he came back home from school and mind you this was the time people were still using cds you know i know a lot of people are going to cringe and be like oh and there was also a thing called yeah cds basically so that was the only way like you know because to have a phone at the time that had like a like internet connection in for those who were malawian you know how shitty it was so you know, even the phones we had we had them think you go think americans call them sidekicks if i'm correct or them 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 flip phones that was the the era of the of the Motorola Razer phones, like them flip phones. So yeah, uh, long story short, he brings he brings like a stack of CDs, and one of them he burnt on the the new graduation record. So I remember I spent the whole afternoon in the kitchen by the radio, like listening to this. I was like, what is this? I was like listening to this like loop of greatness. Like one of that good life instantly caught my attention. And you know, I I instantly fell in love with like Kanye West in that moment. As 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 cliche as that sounds, like you're just listening to something for the for the first time. I guess that's how good it hits you, you know? Uh, my second, my second favorite song is Jesus Walks. In, in this past decade, it's been, let's just say in the 2000s, like in this past, like, this past two decades, uh, like, I mean, I think Kanye was the first artist to actually talk about uh Jesus openly you know because majority of the west of the west doesn't believe in like Jesus and all that they just feel like success and where they are in life is just because of their own efforts as a person you know so even though that was the case uh even though that even though that was the case, uh, Kanyos knew he would probably be cancelled for mentioning Jesus uh, in his music. He even talked about it in the verse, uh, in the song. He said something about, I think he said something along the lines, if I talk about Jesus, tell me my record won't get played. But the record was successful. Like, successful, I mean. Uh... Despite all that, like, he basically, he took a chance on his own career, which not a lot of people are willing to do. They're just willing, they're really just more, they're, will, they're more willing to kiss someone's ass than actually um, project their thoughts in real life, you know? Most people talk about all this, like, all this shit inside their mind. They don't have... They don't have the, they don't have the confidence or the the integrity or the the bravery to say it out loud, and yeah. So 
Jesus works were just impactful because it was really just uh, a stance against the system. I think, yeah, it was just a stance by a black man against the system. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't go as far as to call it uh, social activism because that'll sound, that'll make, that'll make like actual activists probably mad and stuff. But I'm just going to it was a, it was like it was a socially conscious effort by Kanye. Like, I feel like now I know what people's, what people, what people mean when they see, when they say they miss the old Kanye. Cause yeah, that, that Kanye is truly like needed, especially with everything going in the world that's so crazy. Like, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. So, yeah. My third song is... Think Stronger. Only because, you know, who can't... Who doesn't love songs produced by Daft Punk? Daft Punk is, like, super iconic. Like, look look at the tracks. From those that are old enough to know these tracks, uh, One More Time... Uh, around the world, even uh, even just look at uh, recent outings by Daft Punk. Uh, I think that was twenty thirteen. Mm, Get lucky, that that whole project, Random Access Memories. Uh, my favorite song. Uh, Lose Yourself to Dance featuring Pharrell Williams. Check it out if you don't know it. If you don't know this album, I'm putting you on to Daft Punk. Uh, yeah, Random Access Memories. So yeah, back to Stronger. I like the whole aesthetic, especially the video. Like how it was shot in Japan. And for me, Japan is like miles ahead when it comes to subculture and you know it's like its own it's it's its own like its own universe you know they come up with so many like you know innovative stuff that americans are just quick to steal to be honest like i feel like something like a yeezy yeezy boost or them them ugly yeezy duck boots or the the crock the 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 Yeezys uh, foam runners that are reminiscent of of Crocs really. I wouldn't wear those. I'm an Yeezy fan. Like I, no disrespect to the shoes, but I wouldn't wear those foam runners, even if it meant my life. Just to be honest, I like the slides though. I like the bone slides. People don't like them. I remember I said Snoop Dogg. Uh, on his IG called he's he said they look like prison slippers. You know those in the movies, them slides that people wear in prison and stuff. With the with the long white socks and the like three like really long like baggy ass shorts and shit and a wife beater. Yeah. I found that shit funny to be honest. It cracked me up. Yeah anyway, uh back to stronger. Yeah, I just like I just like the message. If it can, like, basically, if it can kill you, it can only make you stronger. And this can go back to what I was talking about. Uh, adversity in life, whether that's, like, work, relationships, school, 
you know, chasing your dreams. That if it was if it's worth like pursuing, shit is going to be hard. Shit is going to hit the fan. But yeah, the true measure of a person is not how many times you can get hit. It's about the amount of times you can get hit and get back up. I swear to God, if that fucking horn keeps on going on, I'm going to kill someone. But anyway, back to... Yeah, back to... What was I talking about? Oh yeah, Stronger. I like the whole message of the song. Simply put, if it can, if it can kill you, it can only make you stronger. And... Kanye did, like, Kanye really did a good job with this album, to be honest. I feel like Graduation is his best project, simply because there's a lot of songs that one can relate to, you know? So, yeah. Uh, my, I think my fourth song is, is Touch the Sky with Lupe Fiasco. For those who remember Lupe, uh, Superstar, you know, tracks like Superstar, uh, and, and, uh, and his, and I think his last best project was something, was Lasers, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, so Touch the Sky. So it's basically like, to the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. So basically, he's saying that he's going, he, that basically means like from till the day he dies, he's going to do everything at the highest level. I think that's what we as human beings should always strive for. Do everything you can in life to the best of your ability or even to the highest level, whether it be in your, in your relationship whether it be in school, whether it, whether it be in your family life, whether it's in business, do everything to the best of your ability till you die. If you don't feel like you're about to die when doing something you love, to see it into fruition, you're not doing shit. That's just my humble and honest brash, brash opinion on that. So yeah. I, to be honest, I can't even remember Lupe's verse. Let me search it up, actually, real quick. Um, yeah. Hope you guys are having a great day to all those that are listening. I'm having a fantastic day talking to all you people out there. You know, and also quick side note: it's a question for next week's podcast. Uh, it's a stupid question. Which Disneyland do you think is the main one? Do you think it's the one in Paris, France, or the one in Orlando, Florida? Just, just weigh in. Oh, by the way, uh, Dutch Disguise from the album, uh. Late registration released in 2009. I didn't even know it was re- released in 2009. I honestly thought 
this song this song was released uh earlier like uh graduation time mm, yeah so let's 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 let me check out uh lupe's verse mind you i'm not a rapper so i'm not going to try rap it Set so goes like yes yes guess who's on third lupe still like looping the third here here like ear till i'm beer on the curb peach first buzz but beard on the verge ah, that's actually that's actually quite good i get that the the line i like the line above peach first peach first buzz but beard on the verge so basically it's like i think it's like uh it's a metaphor on growth basically like when you see like a bean like for example when you for those who plant for those who are like garden into gardening and all that when you when you plant uh, uh something like a bean seed or something uh when it uh when it sprouts you you know that it's on the verge of becoming a full blown like plant that you can harvest and enjoy sooner or later so which is why i like peach fuzz like it's the beginning of a beard then you know that it's it's just peach fuzz it doesn't look impressive but you know the beard is on the verge so the next part is like let's slow let's slow it down like we're on syrup like look at the action of an ant when it's moving I feel like life passes us by so fast. I think that's what it's about. Life passing us by so fast. Uh, we just need to take it slow, like an ant moving on syrup, you know? Life has a lot to offer us, but I feel like sometimes we, we, we let us, we let it pass us by because we're just going, we're just going so fast. Especially with like social media and all and all that, you know. So yeah, touch the sky. My fourth favorite song from the album, late registration, released in two thousand and nine. Number five. Let's see, fifth Kanye West song. Fifth. Uh, I think my fifth Kanye song. It's not really a Kanye song. Um, I'm about to pull up the lyrics right quick. Uh, it's Otis, the track Otis from, uh, from the album Watch the Throne that he did with Jay-Z. I'm just going to quote like a couple of lyrics from the song. Yeah, I'm just going to like, and I like this song in particular. It's like, it's like two legends that have been out of the game for a while because I'm pretty sure like Kanye had been out for the game for quite some time and Jay-Z also, Jay-Z also was like out of the game. And then Kanye's verse, uh, second, first verse in Otis goes like, damn, Damn, easy and hove, where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless, stuntman. So basically, 
this is like basically it's them being brash showing uh basically it's them speaking on it's like speaking out saying that they've been gone for a long time they've been going they've been out for a long time in the fact that niggas are talking reckless and stuntmen like it goes reckless i think that's a comma then stuntmen and you know stuntmen do like some reckless shit and you know they're putting their life on the risk you could die doing stunts and stuff so niggas are talking reckless and stuff uh chatting shit you know because you're not in the conversation of things anymore but it doesn't mean you're not listening so i like this i like that verse because uh a lot of people do that in life when they know when they think that you're not just because you're not giving them an ear or you're talking about what they've been saying it's almost like they they think they can talk they can chat shit because they think that you're not there you're not presently there but you're listening hence why he said he that's how hence why the first the first verse goes like damn easy and hope where the hell you been niggas tell niggas talking real reckless stuntman so that's basically his he's he knows that they've been gone but they've been listening they've had their ear to the ground they've had their ear on the walls because the walls can talk they you know they have lips they hear everything so his second verse is like i made jesus i made jesus walks so i'm never going to hell could tour level floor is never going on sale luxury rap the hermes of verses so i'm just going to analyze this real quick i know this isn't like a <laughs> this is not i'm not trying to do the genius's job here i'm just funny enough i'm actually on genius but i'm not there's no annotations for this song so i'm just i'm just i'm just basically me deciphering everything as i go on along if i'm keeping track this should be the fifth my fifth favorite kanye song even though it's not really a kanye song so the first verse is the second verse the first line is i made jesus walks i'm never going to hell uh so this is basically it's almost like he's saying that just he's saying that because he professed i feel like it's true in how this is just basically it's a reflection of how most people view uh view hell and heaven and faith in general some people out there actually believe just because you're out there like talking about jesus and everything and like shouting his name upon high and everything you're going to go to hell you're going to go to heaven yeah so i just feel like people like feel like just because they're talking about jesus and everything uh out loud they're not going to go to hell or something like that they promised heaven even though that's not how it works you actually have to like believe it in your heart that it has to be of good intentions that's to come from your soul you want to serve jesus with everything that you have you're willing to let go of worldly possessions i'm not trying to be a priest or anything because 
I feel like this isn't that type of podcast. I'm a believer, I know that, but I'm trying to cater to to the vast audience. You know, I'm not trying to get into politics about religion and all that. So the next line is couture level flow is never going on sale. Even though couture is like I'm I'm not really that versed in fashion anymore, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's like that couture is like what you see the dumb designer pieces on runways, the models wear. They never really they never go on sale. They're like fashion fashion collectors pieces, you know? They're just for show. They're made for them for the bodies of the people that are going to wear them for the runway. You know, they never go on sale. So that's what he's what he's saying is like his how he puts together his flow, his music, like how his shit sounds. It's like it's so high level. It's never going on sale. That's what I like about Kanye. He can be brash. He can he 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 doesn't have to imply it. He's very explicit in how he feels about himself, which is what I feel like most people are not uh, courageous enough to do. They're just like, fuck, if I say that, people are going to like demonize me and all that. And the third line, which is the last line I'm covering, luxury rap, the Hermes of verses. Uh, uh, yeah, Hermes, French brand, high, high fashion brand, one of the uh premier like old fashion houses in in france like the very first ones like you know so hermes spelled as m e r m e s there's like uh there's like an accent on the on the second e so hermes is very luxury like so he's saying that his this rap that him and 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 Hova put out is like the Hermes of verses. Like this verse will be like dub dub in like like rap, which is true. This was like I, this is the best collaborative album ever made, and he was right. It was the Hermes of music, not just the, this was the Hermes of verses, but the Hermes of albums in general. Yeah, so this is my fifth. Kanye song favorite. Uh Otis, Kanye and Jay-Z watch the throne. If you've never listened to it, please listen to the whole project. You will not be disappointed. My number sixth. My uh, can you hear this word? My number sixth. Stupid. My my number six on my favorite songs is is this is a tough one? Ooh, my number six. Oh, my number six only one. It's basically it's just a very touching song. It's a, I feel it's a very personal song to him about his 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 mother his. His mother and how she died, but he gained two more, two angels in the form of his wife, Kim, and his daughter, 
I can't really relate to that. I don't have like, uh, I don't have a daughter, but I know what it must feel like to lose your mother. I don't, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. God willing that, uh, you know, she makes it into like a very long, uh, you know, without health issues, like a long life, basically without health issues and everything. You know? So yeah, uh, that's my number six. I can't really say much on that. Just listen to it. I think you'll know why I like it. Number... Number... Uh, my number seventh. My number seven. I don't know. My seventh song, basically. Why am I so nervous? I mean, it, it only is my first podcast, so do not demonize me. Do not burn me at the stake. This is not, I'm not, don't burn me at the stake like a witch of Salem. Yeah. Number seven is Runaway. Let me pull up the lyrics right quick. Yeah, so... Runaway. I mean, for those that have seen the video, ah, I don't think there's anyone. There's anyone who's who's like, who's like sang on a song with autotune better than Kanye. I mean, yeah, I find there's like two chains. There's oh shit, T Pain and yeah, just T Pain really or Future. But this is, I mean, no one knew. I feel like Kanye can really sing, but he just doesn't have the. I don't. I don't know what you can call it. The vocal education. Uh yeah. So, this song was actually very good. In the fact that, you know. I just like the whole My Dog Twisted Fantasy album, to be honest, because this is the first Kanye album where he had, like, a, sh- a short film. It was basically a short monologue of all the... He brought all the songs in the... In the... In the... In the what? In the album to life, you know? Mm. I mean, if you've seen the film, it starts with, like, one of the... I think the best... One of the best songs in there. I think it's uh, Dark Fantasy. It has Nicki Minaj narrating and, uh, you know. And you know how Nicki can be funny with how, how she changes her voice and stuff. You know. Like how she has all those accents and personalities and and what have you. So, yeah. Runaway was a very uh, iconic song. Basically, he just did shit that people weren't even doing back then. I don't know. Like, even... I mean, even as you go, the whole thing, the whole aesthetic, the piano, and the echoing voice in the background, and how the how his voice wasn't really, like... Wasn't really, like... It was distorted, that like, the singing, even though... The origin was there, but it was a bit distorted. It wasn't like, but it really, 
like sent it was the this track is this track is really like dear to me i don't even know why it's not number one but i feel like uh i feel like uh yeah i feel like this track is just it's just hauntingly beautiful i don't know there's no other way of of describing this song and i like i like i like the first verse actually i like the chorus in general let's look at the chorus let's have a toast for the douchebags let's have a toast for the assholes let's have a toast for the scumbags every one of them that i know so basically this he's just looking at all the people in his life like he's being brash and honest he's looking at all the people in his life that are douchebags that are assholes that are scumbags how many people actually have the the integrity or the balls to tell the people to like bring that into existence like to acknowledge that there's people in their life that are douchebags to acknowledge that there's assholes in their life to acknowledge that there's scumbags i know there's a lot of douchebags in my life assholes scumbags yet i'm the asshole i feel like sometimes when you when some people call you like they define you i feel like they need to look in the mirror and see if it's not actually them you know so that's what i like about this song it's kanye being kanye being brash and honest the kanye that we've known to hate and love so the next part was let's have a toast for the jerk offs that will never take work that will never take work off baby i got a plan run away as fast as you can so basically just saying that these people are toxic in, in your life like they do not want to take work off by work off they it means that they do not want to take time minding they don't want to take time off minding your business because that's how great your life is and basically what it means just cut those people off that's what it means by I got a plan. Run away as fast as you can. That's basically like cutting these people off and everything, you know? From your life and, and shit. So the next uh his first verse was like she finds pictures in my email. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at all with at that shit. So basically, this is basically what every guy does. We think that, you know, women, like, will gravitate towards us because of the same way we we basically look at them as physical beings, physical objects that we can own. It's all about the sexuality, you know? So, uh, so basically, it's, it's all about sexuality for us, and... Ah. yeah so you, you guys must know guys that are listening you must know how it is like frustrating for you to dm a girl and she's not answering or then you know she she's like you 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 send a dm hi and then she's like she responds like six hours later hi and you're like you like pestering this chick you know this this vibe like how am i going to get this 
this thing. So, you know, you do whatever guy does or whatever stupid nigga does. They'll be like, you put yourself out there. You probably send pictures. You put pictures on. It doesn't exactly necessarily have to be a picture of, like, your junk. But it's like women associate guys who tend well it's true though guys who post themselves like a large shirtless and they know they have a nice body no one really needs to know that you have a nice body that's not really what it really is about but then you post yourself out there on social media and the girl won't like you bro it's because she feels like you love your body you're full of yourself you can't love anyone else you're egotistic you're narcissistic because only narcissists post their bodies shirtless and, and put, like, provocative captions and stuff. So what he says is, like, I don't know what it is with females, but I'm not too good at that shit. Man, the, hum- the female mind is complicated as fuck. You could be thinking you're doing the right thing one moment. And the next moment, you're so deep in the shit. You don't know what you did wrong. Like, I always find myself in that situation, you know? I'm not even going to, like, start to put myself on blast for the shit that I've done. But I just know, like, half the time. I just know, sorry about the sounds. Be like, I'm just fidgety and shit today. Half the time I know that even though she could be at fault, but... We spoke about this at the beginning of the podcast. Like, the podcast. Basically, you, as a person, know full, fully well what you want to get from a situation when you, when you act, basically. You know what you want to get from it. I can just put it at that. That's a very practical situation. And for girls, yes... Could mean no. No could mean yes. I'm always like, what the fuck? What can what can what does a nigga have to do to get a break out here? You know? I'm pretty sure a lot of guys know what I'm talking about. Only the ignit the ignorant or the arrogant won't choose to listen. But here I'm just giving you bread I'm just giving you breadcrumbs like guys. For all the guys out there, you know, take your time with your women. Women are very complicated. I feel like that's why women are really truly God's gift to man. Just imagine uh, niggas, niggas just running around, no women, like no women were created. I don't think we would know it, but I think we would know that something is not right. It'll be like, that's gay as shit. Just to be honest, to be like, no women, that that would be gay as shit. So yeah, take your time with these ladies, guys. You know, learning to figure them out might actually like give you like a sense, like might give you points. Uh, it might might boost your percentage of emotional intelligence. To be honest, hey, we're almost done with the podcast and the list. Uh, song number nine, number eight. I mean. Oh, let's see. Song number nine would be Blame Game from the same album, My Dog Twisted Fantasy. Let me just pull up the lyrics real quick for you guys. 
Yeah, so I mean we me and my sister actually go back and forth with this song. She feels like the best song in this in this album is gorgeous with with Kid Cudi. Shout out to Kid Cudi. Uh I think uh that's the best thing Kanye ever did, like inspiring a Kid Cudi, a Travis Scott, a Vic Mensa, even though he fell off, you know. Yeah. Blame game. Just like one of the like the most iconic uh things. I think this is the first time I heard John Legend cuss. I know, that's strange, huh? Like one of the parts is like I call you bitch for short. And you call me motherfucker for long as a last resort. I think it was something like that. I think it's just a reflection of Like, we tend to say, we tend, like, as human beings, we tend to, like, like, blow, like, situations out of proportion. Like, especially when a guy and a girl, like, in a relationship, fight over some petty, some petty shit, basically. Like, like, words are said that should never be said, you know. We throw away, we throw around all these cuss words. Yeah, we throw around these cuss words like bitch and whatever. So yeah, it's almost like, hey, like you're fighting with your girl, you're like, your vibe, like the vibe is all wrong and everything. You'd be like, you're such a bitch. Then, I mean, like, what, what word, like, what word really gets to a nigga, like motherfucker? So that's hence why he was like, I call you bitch for short. When I'm basically that's in the situation when you're angry, you're just saying everything you can, you know, to show her how angry she's made you. And then it goes like, I call you bitch for short, and you call me motherfucker for long, as the last, as the last resort. Bitch is really just a short word. It's, it's like what? B I T C H. That's five words. It is literally a short word. That's said in the heat of a moment. Because the heat of a moment is something just spanning a few seconds. So that's a good play. That's a good play of words actually by John by John John Legend. Yeah. So yeah, and motherfucker is a long word. And she said it last. Oh, oh fuck, I missed it up. The bridge is actually, I'll call you bitch for short. As a last resort. And yeah, I can't say. And, and my first resort. And you call me motherfucker for long. At the end of it, you know we were both wrong. This is exactly what I was talking about. You say bitch in the heat of the moment, spending a few seconds. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, you called a bitch for short. It was in the heat of the moment. Short. Bitch itself is a short word. And I've never really looked at this song like that before. 
and you call me motherfucker for long. It's a it's a it's a long word. It really get to a nigga's soul. And basically, when it's all said and done, when all things come to a door, everything comes to a chill. You realize at the end of it, you were both wrong. So I feel like it it really reflects to life in general, not just relationships, but life in general. We tend to say things that we probably were bottling up inside. But some things are not meant to be said out loud. I just feel like if you said everything out loud, you wouldn't have any friends, any friends for sure, motherfucker. You'd just be like a lonely piece of shit because you're just saying whatever is on your mind. I feel like the people that say that I I just say everything without any 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 feeling of what the repercussion is going to be like. I feel like everyone cares about what people think. Even those people who say I'm own I'm I'm super honest and shit. Nigga, you're not. There's some things that you don't say to people. You won't have any friends. So yeah. That was number eight. Number nine. Number nine, I am a god. Not going to say a lot about that. I don't want to be blasphemous. I don't I want to like incite blasphemy. I don't want to get burnt at the stake by I don't know. Jesus freaks or Je- not Jesus freaks, Jesus heads. They just about that. Just, them people just think they're like way better than everyone. Like you know that thing when someone is like they get they're born again in the spirit. They almost suddenly make make it seem like all the shit they did in the past doesn't matter anymore. And they're better than you just because they found God. You know? But anyway. Oh, just a quick side note. Number 10. The last... The last outing. It's from the new album, Jesus is Lord. Most people think uh, I'll say closed on Sunday, but dude, just check out the song Follow God by Kanye, like, even the beat, the beat was just amazing, you know, I I don't even know how he came up with that, and the beat was... When the beat thumps, it's like reminiscent of like some some old school like joint, like some Tupac, some Tupac type lover shit. And it's only like a minute and 44 seconds. But yeah, I, I'm not even going to lie. Like I, like I really know the song, the song In and Out. So I'm really just checking out its, its, its lyrics real quick for you guys. But yeah. If you haven't listened, and if you claim you're a true Kanye West fan, don't sleep on this. And the band, and 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 I think he explored these these types of th- uh, spiritual themes in in tracks like "Father Stretch My Hands," so I feel like. Follow God is a pretty like good successor. Uh, the intro goes like, "Father, I stretch my hands." Father, I stretch. Father, I stretch my hands to you. So yeah, it's just basically like he's acknowledging God 
for everything that he's been through in his life. 